in the Charles Band multiverse, ghoulie-based offenses are considered especially heinous. In California, Mariska Hargitay investigates these vicious felonies as a member of a mediocre squad known as the Special Ghoulies Unit. This is her story. Welcome to another episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. As always, I am Alex. And I am Anya. And I am very excited that we get to talk about little puppets today because those are my favorite things in the whole world. Yeah, I know. I kind of did it for you. <laughs> no, I was no. thinking of me. No, that's a, that's a blatant lie. I just really wanted to talk <laughs> critters. <laughs> as, as you know, um, my heart was set on critters for this month because... I have like mm. a really weird obsession with critters um, and it's never streaming anywhere for some reason, but it dropped on Tubi like a month and a half ago. And then the second we fucking finished recording um, the meat pie movie we did, uh, it like immediately was off. And I was like, why does everybody hate me? Why does nobody want me to watch critters? I don't understand. So instead we're going to do ghoulies. Yes. And if I will say. gather from my, uh, my really, I think award-winning um, Law and Order impersonation. I loved it. I thought it was great. Thank she you. came to the table today to record prepared. And I if I know impressed. anything, it's Law and Order SVU, baby. Um, I will say, I'll go on record saying it. If for some reason the Critters films become available, mm-hmm. I will put on record that for Halloween, our Halloween October episode, we will do, or we should do, um, like a like a what we did for Evil Dead with Murders <laughs> movies, we just go through all of them. Don't fucking big. tease me. I would. I swear to God, in my life, if they put the Critters movies up, that's fine. I will okay, do that. Well, you know, I'm gonna have a fucking like alert set for that shit. You're oh like contacting God. every major streamer. I need you to get the rights. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard to come across. I like, don't know. I'm sure it's available to rent, but our whole thing is you know streaming for free. Yeah. So unfortunate. But I'm excited to talk about Ghoulies because it was a first mm-hmm. watch on my part. I mean, I think I think I had a misperception of Ghoulies just because I had seen Critters, obviously. I've only seen it once, but I had seen that before Ghoulies. And I think in my brain, I was like, Ghoulies is a ripoff of Critters. But mm. in actuality, Ghoulies came out like four years before Critters did. So if anything is a ripoff, I guess it's technically Critters. So it worked out for the best that we started off with this little creature film instead, I think. I'm sure there's a conversation to be had in general for like the that like pipeline oh, yeah. of like B horror movies where it is just like little creepy guys. Mm-hmm. Um there was one Cornelia and I watched, I wanna say it was called Munchies. I've heard of it. I Munchies, mean it, yeah. it all feels like I feel like the pinnacle is like gremlins. Mm-hmm. Um but back to Munchies, it was like a weird, I don't even remember what the fuck it was, but like they were just like the most disgusting looking, like, like not even disgusting, like, like the ghoulies are gross because they're like slimy and whatever. Like mm-hmm. these were just like, like nasty looking, disgusting pieces of shit. I'm um, trying to come up. 
while you talk. The munchies. <laughs> yeah, well, I Googled munchies and it was like, when you're hungry for a snack, I was like, shut up. I know. And I also feel like I remember like the munchies, like their whole thing was oh they were God. like really horny. <laughs> These are very, very much like the evil gremlins. Yes. Oh my um, God. Yeah, they're wearing like little sunglasses. Yeah. I do like this one little guy on the poster who's on top of a pizza and he looks incredible. I'm obsessed with him. Oh my God. Anya, I'm sending you this photo. Okay. I have to tell you, girl, it, 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 any poster you find for this movie, it's not do it like it's, it's amazing. overselling it. It's overselling. I want to see it. this movie immediately. Well, girl, be prepared to be disappointed. Oh, bitch, let me tell you. It's crazy you sent me that poster. Um, you guys, I can't you can't see any of this. That's not the movie I'm talking about. Oh, is that is that a different movie? I love it's him. Munchies. But what's oh, that's funny, a, that's a singular munchie. <laughs> well, last night, me, Roberto, and Cornelia watched uh Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what the 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 thread was that connected it but i was hitting different people on like the cast or some shit and i saw that movie munchie and i said <laughs> what the fuck is this and i like read the description i read like like the first sentence of a few reviews and then i took a screenshot of it and i sent it to cornelia because she like has gone home for a week and i was like when you get back whatever this is <laughs> we have to watch it so it's so funny that you fucking sent me that poster but that is not the one that we have seen it's called i'm obsessed with it the cast are like all recognizable people. This guy is like this little munchy guy is like if uh, a tiny little creature was the fawns, and I think that's yeah. really cool. I'm really I'm loving it. He's got some leather skin going on, leather skin and a leather jacket. <laughs> no, literally. Oh, wait. and these little dungarees. Oh my god, I'm I can't. I wish I done. Yeah, I'm like well. prepared to love that. Um. Anyways, on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a wild tangent. Um. But yes, all just to say, it's a little critter movie, um, and I, yeah. yeah, there's that's like it's the it's a it's a subgenre. I feel in its own right of of horror. There's many subgenres in the way that we've talked about on here, like you know, shark movies or shark exploitation, which was your Shutter um, mm-hmm. recommendation on Twitter uh, for the month of August, um, like things like that, like those specific genres. Or we we really kind of talked about like the thing with like. Um, animals, but they are made like huge or something, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like spiders or crocodiles or anaconda, and like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just another great subgenre, um, yeah. which sometimes can be really fun and sometimes can be really boring. Yeah, and I feel like most of them come from Charles Band, which spoiler alert: this one comes from Charles Band, which I did yeah. not realize. I had no idea, and then I I was like, in the opening credits, like immediately it was like executive producer Charles Band, and I was like, how did I not? Just fucking assume at this point. At this point, I just assume everything I'm watching is Charles Band until they tell me otherwise. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a first watch for both of us, as you already said. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those ones that I feel like I'm happy you picked it because for multiple reasons, but I was happy because this is one that like it's a poster that is very recognizable of the ghoulie coming out of the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um which I feel like many a horror fan at the very least has seen. I feel like there's a lot of horror fans that have this poster in their home, in their bathroom specifically. Um, it's a great bathroom poster, yeah. Exactly. Um, so it was one of those things where it's like I was very aware of the existence of ghoulies for a very long time. It's been on like a blind spot for me and I wanted to watch it. So this accomplished that for me. Um and I will say I watched this almost all the way through one time for this pod 
And like I had 30 minutes left and then I got distracted and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll get back to it. And then like several days went by and then I was like, fuck me. Like I'm not going to remember anything. I need to start from the beginning again. So I almost technically watched this twice through. And I will say on the second rewatch, I feel like I appreciated it a, a, a tiny bit more mm-hmm. um, on my full complete watch. Um, but that's all I'll say for now to not give anything away. But at the very least, I'm glad that it is no longer a blind spot for me. And I'm excited because Ghoulies 2, mm-hmm. I think, has a higher universal rating. So, like, it, maybe it's one of those things where, like, you have the first one and they're like, the real magic is the Ghoulies. And I'm hoping that maybe yeah. 2 is like, we're going to go crazy with the Ghoulies, which is, like, ultimately what I want. So I'm excited to see that one at some point. Yeah, I agree. I, I've always seen the poster and I've always known what this film was, but I've never – seen it for some reason so when I was like trying to pick a movie I knew I wanted to do a little creature guy because I was like that's just my vibe right now and I think it was a good choice I also like had some misinformation given to me that like you don't see the ghoulies until the last 20 minutes of the movie and I'm like they're literally in the opening scene I don't know I what you're talking about they're everywhere they're just not the kind of ghoulie that you are expecting because of the poster I'm so fucking happy you brought that up. Like, I, I'm not even waiting. We have to talk about this right now. Like, okay. because I made the same, I shit you not the same note. I literally go, uh, people saying you don't see the ghoulies until the very end are lying. They're lying. I get the mentality, or like, not the mentality, but like, I get what they're trying to say by that, where it's like, the ghoulies, I feel, actually, that's not even true. <laughs> the thing is, like, yeah, I was under the impression that, like, we're not, they will make mention of the ghoulies, maybe, but we will not see a physical ghoulie up here until like the 20 like 20 minutes left in the movie and like they're in the opening then there's like a little bit of run of like maybe 20 minutes after the opening we don't see them but then i literally mm-hmm. looked at the timestamp of when they come back it's at the 30 minute mark and i was like yeah that's not crazy there definitely could and should be more ghoulies and more shit that they're doing but like they're pretty consistent having them just like at the very least like pop up and be like hey me, 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 and then like leave so like mm-hmm. they're the ghoulies could have absolutely more and should have more to do but like they're not not in it yeah i think that the expectation was just that it was going to be like the green little ghoulies and i guess there are multiple subspecies of ghoulies because there's at least three different kinds throughout the film so like yeah, I, I think that we don't get the like the green guys until maybe like near the end of the second act, but we definitely have little creatures running around pretty much throughout the entire film. Um, but yeah, I, I also think that from what I know of the sequels in this series, it's very similar to the like the Puppet Master series in that, and especially because they're both Charles Band films, where like the first film has the central idea of this creature, but they spend so much time like building this narrative around these characters that like low-key don't fucking matter and they're at the detriment of giving the creatures the screen time and then I think after you know it comes out and it gets the the review that it does then they're like okay the magic's in the ghoulies we're gonna make the ghoulies Mm. the main like main characters moving forward and I think that the the sequels lean way more into like the comedy of it whereas this one is like there's definitely some comedy in this but you know, a lot of Charles Band films, I feel like, kind of play it, like, way too straight for, like, the kind of film that they are. Yeah. And, I mean, I absolutely thought about Puppet Master. It was, like, the same mm-hmm. conversation. Um, But what I will say, it, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, sure, when you get to, like, the, maybe the second or the whatever later on in the series, like, maybe they figure out, like, this is this is the, the secret mm-hmm. sauce. 
but it's also one of those things where it's interesting because I feel like it's like kind of that like hindsight shit or like because I get the mentality of like at the time even though like Charles Bam is obviously like I think with full knowledge like I'm making B horror stuff I'm making low budget shit I'm making wacky shit mm-hmm. like I don't think he was ever like it, it to be like I'm making something high bro oh yeah no like, <laughs> um but there's an attempt with puppet master with this whether it's bad or like you know not placed in the right way like to make a coherent story where it's like but obviously years later when these things become like you know cult classics or like popular with like sub pop culture the things that are popular about them are like yeah like the little freak bitches in it and um that are like (laughs) killing people where it's like if in theory like they had known that when they were making the first one to be like, well, people aren't going to give a fuck about this. Like people are going to like it because they want to see like the stupid puppets. Like, so f- fuck a plot. Just give me stupid puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, I think in a filmmaking standpoint, like not the mentality you should have of like, Oh, I'm just going to make it bad. I'm going to make it bad and stupid. It doesn't matter because there's, there's ugly puppets in it and that's going to be great. Right. Whereas like me as a empty headed consumer, I am like, well, that's what I want. Stop trying to use your brain at all. Give me the ugly puppet, like, throwing up on somebody, like, for 90 minutes. I think my issue with it, with, like, I think I I put them in two different categories where, like, I think I view Critters and Gremlins on, like, one hand and Puppet Master Mm. and Ghoulies on the other hand. And I think the distinction for me is that in Puppet Master and in Ghoulies, the creatures are always being controlled by, like, this fucking male master who is, like – yeah. They're doing his bidding. They're under his thumb. And then, like, after a certain point, like, they have to, like, rebel against him. Whereas gremlins, and as far as I can remember critters, like, these are just little guys doing what they want to do, wreaking havoc because they can. And they're not, like, answering to anybody. They're just, like, living their best lives. And then we have characters around them that we can flesh out and, like, create a story with. Um, So I just feel like they have more freedom. And I feel like probably in the sequels for Ghoulies, like, especially the third one, I'm assuming that they are going to like kind of have more autonomy over themselves and their actions and not necessarily be like ruled by this fucking like demonic master, you know? Yeah. Yes. No, I agree. And that's a great observation is, is just like, it's harder for the little guys to be chaotic or Mm -hmm. chaotic to the level you need them to be when like they, yeah, they're under somebody's thumb when it is just like they have entered the chat and they are of their own volition. So they are just going to like tear the goddamn wallpaper off the walls. Like yeah. that's what I'm looking for. And like, yeah, a little critter type movie. Yeah. And I think when you when you create this like hierarchy of like they are answering to a human, you have to like build that narrative so much more to like make it make sense of like why they would listen to him and how it all came to be. Whereas like in Critters, they literally just come out of space and you're yes. like, there they are. Um or I guess, you know, in Gremlins, like, the Mogwais are sold and then procreate from uh, getting wet. But anyway, yeah. uh, I guess we should jump into – because I have some good background facts. If you want to give everyone a brief synopsis, um, if you want to watch this before listening to any of this to avoid spoilers, it is streaming on Tubi. That is where I watched it. Do you know if it was anywhere else? I think it's also on Pluto TV. It's probably on, like, a few of those, like – Mm-hmm. three streamers probably on youtube honestly yeah um okay so in terms of a synopsis, i'm gonna try to keep it brief 
I'm not going to go into any details because there's so many things to cover. Um, But the movie opens and it's a close shot of a ghoulie in their gross little mouth and face. That doesn't matter. It's essentially, it opens in a satanic ritual. Um, There's like an altar. There's just like a dude in like robes. He's got like glowing green eyes. He's chanting. He's saying all this shit. And they're going to sacrifice a baby to Mm -hmm. Satan. And this woman, when she sees it's a baby, she freaks out. And it's revealed that like this woman is the mother of the baby. And the guy leading the fucking charge is, I don't know if it's her husband, but it's at least the father of the baby. And she's like, you said you were going to sacrifice our baby. He's like, he has to be the one that is sacrificed, which we later learn is because like, for some reason he needs his son's like life force to, to give to the, to Lucifer. So he can stay young forever. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, So she puts a, an amulet on the baby. She's like, well, now you can't touch him because it's like a protection amulet. So he's like, okay, fuck that. He gives the baby to this guy that's like also a part of their cult, Wolfgang. And he's like, take the baby out of here. Disgusting. Spit. Um, and then he decides he's going to sacrifice his baby mama instead. And then it cuts to years later. The baby, Jonathan, is all grown up. He has a girlfriend, Rebecca. And they've just inherited um, Malcolm, who is his father, the Satan Satanist, but he didn't ever know him. He had inherited his estate, of course, be- big, beautiful estate. And they get there and they discover, they meet that fucking Wolfgang is still lurking around like a creepy old groundskeeper um, and who occasionally like pops in like two or three times with like a narration of like, little did the boy realize he was being <laughs> sucked into darkness or like some shit. And they are going through the house and they start to find all these like black magic books and they find like all the like the altar and different like shit in the basement which of course like sparks intrigue in jonathan which i guess we're supposed to assume is because like his bloodline related to his father just makes him like inherently like drawn to it Mm -hmm. they decide to throw a party because it's a new house they bring all their friends over we meet like that like core group when the rest of the people of the party leave, they're like, what are we going to do? Like, let's play a game. And Jonathan suggests they, like, perform a magic spell in the basement in which it's him attempting to conjure a demon of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spell seems to not work. It's like, un- like, it doesn't work. But, like, then also, like, weird shit, like, kind of starts happening a little bit. Like, there's a thing with, like, a dummy, like, moving on its own upstairs in the house. It doesn't matter. He, it doesn't work and he's frustrated. Um, and everyone else is kind of like, that was crazy. LOL, you're so funny. Cut to then um, he is getting really obsessed with this shit. Like, he really wants it to work. He um, tries the ritual again. And it does work. And he manages to summon the ghoulies. This is the 30 minute mark. And he's like, okay, like I'm your master now. And like, I'm the only one that gets to see you. And then he tells his girlfriend the next morning that like, he's not going to go to college anymore. And she's like, are you out of your fucking mind? And he's like, I want to work on the house. I want to make the house better. She's like, okay, I'm worried about you. Um, which he has every right to be because as it keeps going on, um, he keeps performing rituals. At one point she finds him in the basement in robes soaking wet and she's like do you want to tell me what's going on here and he's like (laughs) oh um so she's like getting fed up to the point where then he's like okay I was just like getting sucked into like trying to find out more about my family that I never knew like I promise uh, it's over I'm not gonna do it anymore promise lying ass bitch because um (laughs) then like he gives her the protection amulet they go to have sex. There's also, like, a part where he, like, says, like, she makes him dinner and he won't eat it because fa- he's fasting and she's, like, really yeah. pissed off about that. Um, 
while they're having sex, a ghoulie is in the room and it's like drawing like a summoning circle under the bed. And then that, I guess, makes Jonathan start chanting in Latin, which she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she like, <laughs> she like rolls over, sees the thing under the bed and she's like, you're a piece of shit. I'm leaving. Um, so she, I think that's when she leaves. I can't remember if that, no, she, yeah, she leaves at that point. And then there's mm-hmm. like a whole other thing where he summons two dwarves that are also going to do his bidding. And like, the funny thing is like everybody he summons is kind of, he's like, so I'm your master and you're gonna do what I say. And they're all kind of like, sure. <laughs> yeah. We're going to serve you because like, obviously they're all like still kind of like loyal to like Malcolm. Cause that's mm-hmm. the whole thing is like somehow Malcolm is like, manipulating this all from beyond the grave like enticing him so that he will resurrect malcolm and then he can finally kill his son that he wanted to kill all along at some point he rebecca gets pissed she takes the amulet off now because she's not protected he mind controls her to stay with him and then because the dwarves told him the final ritual he has to perform he needs like seven people for so he brings all his friends he makes them drink what looks like red kool-aid yeah Yeah, Um, it's supposed to be wine it's just like the most low budget wine i've ever seen in my life literally um and they're like suddenly kind of like under a spell or some shit and then like he's like tells them like he thinks the ritual has worked but he doesn't realize what he's done is raise malcolm from the grave so because of that he's like cool ritual's done everybody you can sleep over tonight and of course all his friends sleep over and that's when the final mayhem of the movie erupts because the ghoulies are out and about malcolm has risen from the grave and is taking back control of everybody he like kills all the friends fucking (laughs) jonathan like unspells rebecca upstairs but she's like asleep and when she wakes up he's somehow under a spell she ends up getting pushed down the stairs and dying and that's what like breaks him out of it he's like what's going on go to the basement for the final moments where he sees malcolm his father who's like you know like father like son but bitch i'm gonna kill you because i need your life force and then like at this point like the dwarves are kind of like wishy-washy they're like ooh. Like, do we help Malcolm or like, do we like help Jonathan? I don't know. Um, and it ultimately all ends with Wolfgang coming to the rescue and fighting with Malcolm while every like, and then they like he wins and they like disappear. And so then like somehow that makes everybody that was killed resurrect. Um, and then they're like, we gotta get out of here. And they run and they leave the house and the dwarves wave goodbye to them as they drive away. And then in the car with Jonathan, Rebecca and another character who I love, Mike, in the backseat. And he's like, essentially like, what the fuck is going on? Jonathan's like, don't even worry about it. It's all over. It's all gonna be okay now. And then cut to in a very silly fashion, like five or six ghoulies popping up behind him like and like Mike sees them and is like, "Uh oh, and then freeze frame. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I think that's what I, I think this is what we meant earlier when we're like, you don't need to make it so complicated. It's a movie about little creatures. Like, you know, you can have a narrative, but I just feel like it's so complicated and there's just so much to it. And I'm like, it's so extra. Well, I know that like, you're not as big of a fan as this, of this movie, but like, I even think of like The Gate, where like, there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of shit that happens in The Gate, but when you think of like, plot wise, it's like, Mm -hmm. there's a hole in the backyard that we opened up, we release the monsters, crazy shit's gonna happen in between, but there's Mm -hmm. no like, bigger, like, huge plot of like, and it's like, and then all you need to know is like, we just have to figure out how to get the monsters to leave. Like, that's all I need. You can come up with your own original crazy, like, wacky shit in the middle, but like, in terms of like, the 
through line of the plot. Like, yeah, with this, it's too much like, well, you have to have the amulet and you have to do this ritual, but then you also do this other ritual and then you have to summon ghoulies, but you also have to summon dwarves and it's like, and you have to resurrect your dead father and it's like, I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's ghoulies. That's ghoulies for you. (sighs) Wow. Let's get into some background stuff. So just um, at the top, Ghoulies was released in January 1985. It is rated PG-13, and it is a beautiful hour and 21 minutes. I think it's like hour 18 once the credits hit, so like so short, so easy to get through. Um, As I've already said, it is produced by Charles Band, and it was directed by Luca Bercovici. don't really know anything else he's made, but he made Ghoulies, so good for him. Um, I saw that he also directed um, Rockula, which I have not seen, but Cornelia has yeah, seen, I've not seen that. and I feel like she's really a fan of, so I am enticed oh, to watch Rockula. I've yeah. never heard of it, but I did see that, and I was like, of course, that sounds like something he would <laughs> um, I'm starting with my favorite fun fact, just for you. Um, there are four Ghoulies films in the Ghoulies series, mm-hmm. and a little somebody named Matthew Lillard. Shut your mouth, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. Matthew Lillard had his film debut in Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm watching uh-huh. all the rest he of the had, Ghoulies films today. I'm not even He had like a an uncredited Scooby-Doo role. And then immediately he was he credited as Matthew Lynn in Ghoulies 3. And then he did Serial Mom. So... You know I'm going to fucking finish the series. He had an uncredited Ghoulies... Wait, fuck. No, he had an uncredited um, Scooby-Doo role? What's Scooby-Doo Yeah, role? like, a, I think he is like, a voiceover. It's so funny how that came fucking full circle. Oh, I know. He did a lot of... He's done so much Scooby-Doo. Um, oh, my God. And, and his first, like, actual is- screen role was in Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies Go to College. Which I'm like, um, that one sounds fun. I want to watch that one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the best fact. I'm fuck- I'm not even kidding. I'm watching the rest of the Ghoulies films today. <laughs> Like, fun. although Ghoulies 4 does not appear to be available, but I'm sure that's on YouTube. I'll find that. You know, he's going to be in like one classroom scene where he like looks at a ghoulie sideways and is like, what? And that's going to be it. The thing is like, I have watched worse for oh, less know. for actors that I like. So I can't even begin. Yeah. I, I found that. and I, It was like the last thing I found research wise. And I was like, holy shit. The fact that I almost went and did this episode without knowing that. That's Thank amazing. God. And I thank you for sharing that. You're so welcome. Um, similarly, this is also Mariska Hargitay's film debut, mm. which, you know, Mariska Hargitay's mother, I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. So I'm going to talk about her a lot in this episode probably. So if you don't know Mariska Hargitay, you better fucking figure out who she is quickly because she's amazing. Um, when I saw her, I I didn't even because when I did that first watch, I knew she was in it because you had said something and I was like, oh, I wonder when she's going to show up. And mind you, I got you like most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even realize. And when I watched the second time, I was like, "Okay, where is Mushka Hargitay?" And I looked at like the fucking IMDb or whatever to see her character name. And then like it's that literally that kitchen mm-hmm. scene where Dick comes in and he says her name. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm looking at her. And, like once you know, you can like see it. But I was like, I never would have realized. Yeah, I saw. I was watching it and like, she, I think that first scene she's in, she kind of has like her head down for like uh, the first few lines of dialogue. And so like, I didn't realize immediately. And then when she looked up, I was like, Oh, Mariska? Oh my God. Love there you her. are. I'm so happy. I, oh God, I love her. Um, we also have another huge star in this film, which immediately I was like, okay. Um, which is Jack Nance. And he plays Wolfgang. Um, horror fans would most likely know Jack Nance, um, either from Twin Peaks or as the lead in Eraserhead. That's, 
mostly where I know. I mean, I know him from both things, but when I see Jack Nance, I think Eraserhead. So I was very excited to see him because I also think that he's a really great actor. And I feel like when you have Jack Nance in your film, you kind of give it more validity in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great, even though he uh, he has a pretty small role, um, but he's still great. Um, and then another actress in this film named Tamara Detrue, um, she was one of the like knights who was called um, when he mm-hmm. after he like called the ghoulies, he called the two knights. I'm, I'm going to call them knights because they're in like knight outfits. Um, but she is actually the world's shortest actress. She's only 31 she inches tall. And she, I don't really know exactly like the logistics of this and like what her part was, but I read that she was a part of like working ET. Oh my like God. Wa- Wait, I thought I knew that. Yeah. I think it's very that's, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a, to have like your credits be like a role in Ghoulies and then like fucking working ET. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like she was probably in the ET costume. That might be Why it. I, I, I wasn't quite sure. Cause it just said that she, she was ET. And I was like, I don't know, really know what that means. Cause I don't know the puppetry of ET, but I feel like, when you said that immediately, like, I had an image come to my head of, mm-hmm. like, I think there was a behind-the-scenes image, and it's, like, from the scene, I think, when, like, E.T. is, like, going home, and he, like, says goodbye to Elliot, mm-hmm. um, that, like, there's, like, a behind-the-scenes, and it's, like, her as E.T. Now I have to find this shit. Um, you can keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this E.T. photo. Okay. Make yeah. sure I'm I think it's crazy. very cool. Like, what a boss bitch. Um, and... Another notable actor uh, that he was not actually in the film, but Jeffrey Combs was one of the people who auditioned to play Jonathan. And I think that would have also been very cool to have Jeffrey Combs in that role because he can really ham it up. It also appears that there are several... There's another um, actor. It, it, well, it appears like there's three actors that possibly were to ZT, and one of them looks like a young boy who has mm-hmm. no legs. Yes, yes, an I did read that. Possibly. Yes. Um, I read about that. Oh, yes. I'm gonna have to go down that rabbit hole later. Yeah, it's um, cool because I'll get distracted now. But <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a fun fact. Um, Ghoulies as a whole has an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I believe at one point it had a zero percent, but it must have gotten like one positive review. Uh, that's doesn't always have a nuts review, to me but. when like the shit that they give like like listen I'm not saying it needs to be certified fresh by any fucking means <laughs> but I'm like 20% or not even 20 literally Eight. it's not even 20% 8% 0% you just like you're just miserable because the thing is like I didn't <laughs> love this movie but I was just like yeah. I'm not sitting there like literally gouging my fucking eyes out waiting for it to end like yeah. people are so goddamn annoying no one can have fun that's fun. Um, so Ghoulies was originally set to be directed by Charles Band, um, and he had his um, friend Stan Winston, who does special effects, set to also do the effects for the film, the puppetry and stuff, um, because they worked together a lot. So it was a good combination. But when Stan Winston dropped out of filming, Charlie Band was like, mm, I don't want to fucking do it then. So he ended up dropping it as director and gave it to Luca. Um And then I saw some conflicting information about this fact. So I'm not entirely sure who came up with the infamous poster of the ghoulie popping out of the toilet. Some sources said that Charles Band came up with it. Other sources say that Charles Band stole the idea from somebody else after saying it was Mm. a bad idea, but then like pitched it anyway, which I believe. Um, But it was very much in the, you know, how Charles Band markets things. He came up with the poster and pitched it 
before the film was really shot. So then, of course, you know, they had to add in the scene with the ghoulie popping out of the toilet so that it wouldn't be fucking weird to not have that in there. Yeah. But the poster caused some controversy because when the film came out, Charles Band and other crew members started receiving a ton of hate mail from angry parents because they said their children were too afraid to go to the bathroom. Yeah, the I poster. love it. I think that's so fucking funny. I mean, I think as a child, like the toilet, it can be scary. It's that whole thing of like the toilet's eating, can, is going to eat you, it's a monster. And then you have a yeah. fucking little green guy popping out. No, thank you. I mean, it always comes back to arachnophobia for me because that's the only thing I can recall yes. that everybody's scared of the toilet because of that shot of the spider crawling up from beneath the bowl. To this day, I still mm-hmm. fucking think about that. Like, sometimes I have to, like, lean over. I'm like, just making sure. Nobody's here with me. I live – the house I have right now, we have, like, a lot of woods in my backyard. So especially in, like, the summertime, we have a lot of spiders in the house because they just, like, get in through any fucking, like, nook they can find. And I – Cannot tell you how frequently I check the toilet to make sure there's no spiders before I sit down. You have to. You have to. Um, moving on. Um, oh, yeah. So another fun fact. This film was originally supposed to be shot in 3D. Um, oh. <laughs> so they did do two full days of shooting in 3D. But they realized pretty quickly that it was way too complicated to have to switch constantly between doing 2D shooting and 3D shooting. So they decided to scrap it. But that is why there are multiple scenes where just all of the characters inexplicably have sunglasses on because the gimmick was going to be when the characters put on sunglasses, put on your glasses for the 3D. So there's like a whole dinner sequence where they all have like weird, like, comical sunglasses on because it was one of the first scenes they shot for 3d that's so interesting because they play it off in the movie like explaining it because they're like oh like you have to have sunglasses on so you can't see what's going on at the table which i'll come back to that shit later um but it's so funny that it was like but it's all i I just was like oh it's like stupid it's a stupid choice Mm -hmm. it's a stupid movie like i don't i don't care like, I'm not thinking that'd be better, but, like, to know that it was, like, but ultimately we're really doing it to be, like, the flashing, like, put on your glasses now. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's so silly. Um, Donna, played by the incomparable Mariska Hargitay, um, has a scene where she is killed and she screams in the scene. And she's a very high-pitched scream, which I immediately was, like, I don't believe it because I know Mariska very well. Um and it turns out that the scream in that scene is a stock scream because Mariska Hargitay's voice is so deep and like husky that when she was screaming, they were like, no, no, that does not work. We do not like that. So they had to like put in a fake scream for her, which I think is funny. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we, t- we briefly discussed gremlins. So I want to kind of wrap up with some uh, gremlin related production stuff. Um, supposedly this film was being shot at the exact same time as gremlins in 1984 but there was a lawsuit over the title of the film but the specifics were like insanely vague and confusing because it was like a very short bit from like a wikipedia article so i don't want to like get into too much and say the wrong thing but there was a lawsuit from the people making gremlins towards ghoulies something related to a title i wonder if maybe they like originally were going to call it gremlins or something and they were like suing over it but It ended up 
halting the production of Ghoulies. And then they ran out of money. So they had to spend time like fundraising, which allowed Gremlins to come out in June of 1984. And Ghoulies then didn't come out until the following January. So when it was finally released, everyone was like, this is just a Gremlins ripoff. And they're like, we were making it at the same time. I feel like... Now that you say that, I can't remember entirely, but I think Charles Band talks about that in his book. Oh, did you read his book? I know you got it. Yeah. I know you read it. Oh, yeah, I read that it. Makes I sense. read it, like, kind of right away. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then he was also sued separately from the original distributor of the film for misrepresenting the potential that Ghoulies had for home video sales. So he just talked a big-ass game, and they were like, this movie's not going to bring us in that much money. We're pulling out from being your distributor and then i think that they distributed themselves i think it was distributed literally by ghoulies productions if i'm correct well i mean like that's like classic charles band of just Mm -hmm. like and to a certain degree like his life story like at certain times it clearly paid off this motherfucker had a castle this motherfucker was living in like a huge ass nice fucking neighborhood in la like Mm -hmm. he had his own production companies like whatever like obviously then like that all took a spiral downward but like all of it was like yeah like that kind of like how much can I get away with? Like type shit, like over, over, you know, sell it mm-hmm. and just like keep going until you get caught. Yeah. He's a salesman at the end of the day. Yeah. And you know what? A damn good one. I agree. That is uh, the background information on Ghoulies. I guess well, we should well, just well. talk about the film itself now. <clears throat> the fucking yeah. chaos that is Ghoulies. Um, The first thing I just want to initially just make note of because it bothered me endlessly and it always bothers me when films do this. Um, You know, we have the opening sequence that you brought up about the satanic ritual and we get to see that little like rat boy uh, ghoulie, which was nice, even though Mm -hmm. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then we jump like 21 years, I think it was, um, to present day. And I'm so sorry. But you cannot convince me that the man playing Jonathan, I knew you were gonna say this, twenty-one-year-old man, he was thirty-five years old when they shot this film. What I will say is that he's—they don't want him to be twenty-one. They do say at one point that he's twenty-five. Don't care. Still, I, I, but I still thought I was like, he doesn't look old. Like he doesn't look like decrepit or anything. Like he looks like still like a young adult. Not a young, but like an adult. I don't like know. A, a, when I like, saw him, oh, all I could imagine was I was like twenty-five. I, w- I looked at his face and I, all I could see was like, I know exactly what you're going to look like when you're like 80 years old. <laughs> like I just could see it. He just was so old to me. And I was unsure because I, I saw something where they said that he was like 21 and others I saw said he was 25. And I was like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say 25. Maybe we're in grad school because like all of them talking about like college and, you know, the semester. And I'm like, okay, it's either college or it's grad school. Fine. But he... It's just so old. And and his girlfriend is also in her 30s. And I'm just like, what are you doing? It drives me crazy. And I just wanted to make note of that. No, yeah. I mean, like, that could be said about so many things. In, even me today, where they try to cast people where you're like, you want me to believe this motherfucker's in high school? What high school are you going to? What's in the water there? Because uh, like nobody went to high school worse. that. <laughs> I was just like, no, I, yeah. I'm used to it. But this one, I was like. You're pulling my leg. I can't believe this shit. Well, I, like, literally, I was like, you want... I'm 26. I was like, do you want my, you, this motherfucker's younger than me? <laughs> Bitch, I better be drinking from the fountain of youth because, like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, it's, it's absurd. 
He also looked like Ma- like a young Matthew Perry to me. You think so? Interesting. Yes. I can kind of see that. He just I did not care for his face. He was he just had like a really like like a mean face to him. And I didn't mm. I didn't care for it. Interesting. I didn't like it. I was not a fan of him. Um but yeah. We have a weird cast of characters in this movie. We got a lot of potheads. We have some beautiful women. We got these old ass men. And then we have a lot of different kinds of ghoulies. How do you feel about the fact that there are multiple species of the ghoulies? Do you like it? Do you have a preference? I personally like the green guys. I I like that there was multiple ghoulies because to the end of the day, like even with all like the unnecessary backstory they were throwing in to mm-hmm. the ghoulies explanation. They never explain, like, what the ghoulies are. Like, they're never, That's like... So true. They're never, like, oh, like, they're little goblins or, like, blah, blah. It's just, like, they're here now. So, like, I was just <laughs> kind of, like, yeah. And you know what? If you're going to make it, like, nuts, like, just give me, like, your different, like, yeah, we just played around and made some ugly freaks and, like, these are, like, the top <laughs> four. Um because I was thinking about when I was watching, I was like, I'm going to have to pick, like, a favorite. I will say I don't like the ghoulie that has, like, the colored eyes, like, the green eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he kind of has, like, guy? human eyes. He kind of looks cat-like. There was one that had, like, very, like, wonky eyes. And he kind of was reminding me of, like, a small version of the trolls in Troll 2. No, and not that one. Not that guy. Okay. I like that guy. I don't like the guy who looks like him but has fur all over his eyes. There was like there was because there's like the like the rat type ghoulie that has it's like somewhat gremlinish and like somewhat trollish where it's like furry and kind of looks like a rat and it has like the eyes are like going everywhere and then there's another one that looks very similar to that but he has like a bunch of like fur that is constantly covering his like eyeballs Hmm. I didn't care for him yeah because like they they mostly have like the black eyes just like little black dot eyes. Mm Which I fuck with. I like the slimy green boys. I like them. I like the rat motherfucker that we open up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just there's just one that kind of has like quote unquote like normal esque eyes. Like they like do he has like a cat like face. I don't know how to describe it. He's got like charcoal Ooh. teeth and they're kind of like green. And it's not like it's it's not overtly bad, but I think because like it's the same way that I feel about troll fucking too. That like the one fucking troll that has like the eyes that are different from the other oh, ones. I'm like favorite. get it out of here. I don't want to see it. So you probably love the one that I'm talking about. Um, it's probably my. It's probably the guy I like. I do like that the green yeah. guys have nipples too. Didn't notice that. Oh yeah, they sure do. You're always, you're always on nipple watch. Those um, ones are like very much like full babies. They just look like babies. Yeah, they're little green lima bean slimy babies. Yeah, I love that. So um, sweet. No, yeah, I, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm absolutely a fan of the ghoulies and. That's why, once again, I was really like, you motherfuckers lied to me. Because at the end of the day, like, once again, I want more from these motherfuckers. Like, they're not giving enough. But, Mm -hmm. like, at the very least, I get to see them. I like to look at them. I like Mm -hmm. to be like, look at that one over there. Look what he's doing. (laughs) Like, you know, annoying this living shit out of anybody I'm watching it with. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I guess we've established that your favorite is possibly the one that I hate i'd have to see a photo to really confirm or deny but the only guys that i remember seeing that i did not care for were the ones whose eyes were hidden and i was just like you're messy what are you doing 
I wonder if they have names when it goes on further. I fucking hope so. I hope that they all have individual personalities. I hope they all have their own names. Because also, like, the way that they kill in these movies are kind of just, like, by biting people, as far as I can remember. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, like, not very interesting. Like, I want them to, to wield a weapon. I want them to be creative, you know? At least in the Puppet Master films, like, each of the puppets has, like, you have, like, the one with the drill on its head, the tunneler. You have Leech Woman, obviously. Shout out Leech Woman. Legend. Um, and, like, they each have their own unique individual personality and weapon. Whereas, like, this, they're kind of just all, like, running around and biting people. And I want them to speak. I want them to do so much more. I just feel like yeah. they have potential here. But it's it's, like, clouded so much by, like, all of the demonic cult kind of behavior in the film. Yes. I mean, I will say, I don't dislike the biting. Like, the first time I can bite is, like, the beginning when they're going to sacrifice Jonathan's mother instead of him as a baby. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, sitting on the ground, and then, like, two ghoulies come up to one to each of her hands, and they, like, <sighs> and they, yeah. like, bite into her hands. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> um it kind of feels like when you play with like a cat and they, or like an animal and they're like, they start like, ah, like trying to like play bite you a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I, I would love them. And maybe it's like the love of gremlins and gremlins too, honestly, a little bit more mm-hmm. in me that I'm like, yeah, I want them to be a little more zany. Like I want them to be like setting up like TNT somewhere and then hiding yeah. around the corner and being like, hee hee hee, I'm going to blow it. Um, and I also always think of like Gremlins 2 with like the fucking brainy gremlin who like suddenly mm. starts talking like this. Like I just one ghoulie suddenly like putting on glasses and being really smart. Like I know that that would be a blatant fucking ripoff of Gremlins, but at this point, like I don't, I don't give a fuck rip off gremlins as many times sometimes my favorite movies are just like rip offs of like other things i'm like if it was fun the first time and stupid the first time like you can give it to me eight times over and i'll love it every time like i'm not coming here for like groundbreaking cinema i'm coming here for fun yeah there's a lot of ways that you can interpret the same kind of content and put your own spin on it for sure i mean as you said there's a lot of different kinds of creature movies and even though they all have similarities like they're all distinctly different from one another. The ghoulies yeah. are very different in a lot of ways than all of the other guys. Um, I did think it was interesting that um, the well, I think he's he's like sacrificing people to Satan, but he's also hailing Payman a lot in the film, which I thought was wonderful because I'm like, Hereditary, what's up? He's calling mm-hmm. on Payman. It also felt very like Amityville to me in a lot of ways where like, it felt like the house was, like, compelling yeah. him to, like, go into the basement and do these rituals where, like, he didn't really seem to have much control over himself after the first, like, 20 minutes of the film. He kind of was just like, I'm now under the the control of the power that is in this house, which I guess was his father, Malcolm. Um, but it was very, like, you know, Amityville horror. No, 100% Amityville horror. Because, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, too, of, like, I guess without, like, the kids that are in Amityville, because it's a family in Amityville, but, like, young couple, oh, my God, like, how lucky are we with this beautiful big house that we've gotten? And then, like, yeah, like, something within the house, some evil or whatever is, like, persuading the husband or the father or the the guy. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And like, I'm truly the only thing that's missing from fucking Ghoulies is him just being like, it's so fucking cold in here all the time. We gotta turn the <laughs> fireplace up. Like, um, well, he said didn't he's just that. replacing that with like, I'm not eating your food anymore. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There was like, I feel like, the, well, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like the scene right before that, because she goes outside and she's like, oh, she's like, oh, where are you? Oh, you know what it is? Fuck. I think it's after she, she, he tells her he's not gonna go to college. And then she's, he's like, I'm going to fix up the house. And she like drives away. And then like, it's like a, a series of like shots of like him doing the ritual again. I think like whatever, like summoning the ghoulies or whatever. And she comes home and he seems fine. She's like, I'm so proud of you. Like, look at all the work you've done. Like, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. This also might be when she gives, he gives her the amulet. I don't remember. I don't think so. doesn't matter. Um, I don't think yet. No, I think it is. I think it is. Because he's like, I also have something else for you. And he gives her the amulet. Well, um, like, yeah, because it's like the ugliest little pendant I've ever seen. And he gives it to her and like, a, he's like, presents her this jewelry box. And I'm like, this bitch probably thought it was like a diamond necklace or something. No, and literally. Like, and it's this like satanic pendant with like the fucking like five point cross. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Men are so fucking stupid. Uh -huh. um, but right after that it like cuts and it's like a nighttime outside and he's like just standing there like looking at like the pond or whatever and she runs out she's like where are you dinner's ready dinner's ready and then she turns him around and he's like gray in the face like sunken in like jowls and you're like what the fuck just happened in the last 10 seconds like it's kind of like it it takes over him so powerfully and so quickly we are just like oh and then yeah he's like i'm not hungry like i'm fasting which like i get like yeah I, if i was her i'd be like you're being weird but like her reaction is also a little like are you guys good because like he's like i'm fasting and for all we know like i don't know how much time has passed is it several days he hasn't been eating it seems like this is new information the first time he, he doesn't want to eat dinner she's like okay like sure like do whatever you want to do like she's just like kind of like instantly like angry which mm -hmm. bro He's, he's being red flag central the whole time. So, like, I get being on, like, a – having a really fucking, like, short fuse with this motherfucker. But at the same time, like, it's not like – if you want to she's like, this is the fucking fifth time this week. Like, I keep making dinner. You won't eat it. And he's like, oh, I'm fasting. It From my recollection, it's, like, the first time she's like, I made dinner. Why aren't you coming in? He's like, oh, I'm fasting. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> fasting? And you're just like – you're just like <laughs> – I think there's other things you could get angrier about, but okay. It does seem – I still don't really quite understand what the point of him fasting is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what you know. I'm missing. Well, because it's the same thing when they have the dinner party after she's under his control and they're all like, why aren't you guys eating? I don't even remember what the fuck he says. But, like, you're like, what is it about the thing that means you can't eat? Like, Yeah. I mean, in general, I think that – pretty much all of the characters react to everything in just like such strange ways. I think the only people I can really give any kind of leeway to are the two stoners because like, I'm sure it's very clear that in the, throughout the entire film, they're like high off their ass. Yeah. So like, I'm sure they're just like having a good time. But like when he takes them downstairs during the party to like do the ritual, it's so jarring because like, it starts off with everyone being like, oh my god, we're gonna have so much fun. He's like drawing like the fucking Deathly Hallows on the fucking ground. And he starts like chanting in Latin. And immediately she's like, what, how'd, you, how'd you know that? What, how do you know yeah. Latin? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I must have like heard it somewhere. And then he goes on this like really dramatic ritual where he's like screaming in Latin, like yelling, being so dramatic. And then like someone like laughs and makes a comment and he's like, shut up. And I'm like, yeah. immediately, the fucking 
the energy in the room, foul. How is anybody still just like having a good time? Everyone's just like letting it happen and just like acting like it's normal. It's fucking weird. No, it's and so I want to make mention of that too because one, yeah, the the shut up line, which also like it's also a man yelling that like really like violently and aggressively at a woman. Mm-hmm. Where immediately, I, only that's the thing. It's just like they all kind of play it like, okay, buddy, like relax. Where I'd be like, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? Even if it wasn't at me, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What we're not gonna do is that. Um, yeah. but specifically, even before that, I made note of this. If I'm at a party. Which is rare because I don't fucking like parties. But anyways, if I'm at a party, even with my closest fucking friends, if somebody is like, okay, it's that time of night, let's go do a ritual in the basement. Good night. I'm going no. home. No. Like, there's no, no. Like, beyond like, you know, like, oh, like, I've seen enough horror movies to know, like, you motherfuckers are not, not going to have a long lifespan after that. Mm-hmm. But also I'm like, I fucking believe in ghosts. And all that shit, which is exactly why I will not use a Ouija board. I will. I have no interest, peace and love, and like con, con, using a medium to do anything, even for shits and giggles, girl. Like you, you will just never catch me doing that. And if someone tells you that I did, they're lying. Know that it was an imposter and it wasn't me because I'd be dead in the ground before I was like, you know what? Let's fuck around with the Ouija board. Let's fuck around and like draw like a fucking like I don't, demonic triangle on the ground and start chatting Latin. Mm-hmm. no i think i'm gonna call it a night then i'm gonna go home yeah i mean you could never get me to do that but even if like somehow i did end up in the basement like not realizing what we were doing the moment he starts like fucking like deep voice booming latin no i have seen every evil dead film i'm not an idiot i'm not gonna take part in this what are we doing and they're very happy to be a part of it and then when they come over I mean, obviously, when they come over for dinner and they do the ritual again, like, at that point, he has, like, taken control of them. And they're, like, now shrouded in these, like, white robes and, like, kneeling to him as it happens. And obviously, when they come to, they don't remember what was happening. And, like, it was not something that stuck with them. But, like, I don't know that I would go back to that house after that party. No. I mean, also because he told us to shut up. And I was like, girl – your fucking your energy is yeah it's foul like and like all of also, the, the female characters i'm assuming that they're friends with the lead woman whose immediate name i already fucking forget what's her name let me see his girlfriend rebecca um i don't know i feel like women talk and i'm like if my boyfriend quit school started fasting and has i've just now been finding him like in this like extravagant cape in our basement chanting with the sprinklers going crazy and like being a lot i would i would tell them about it and be like oh my god bitch i would i can't wait to tell you what's going on i the way i would like literally like have you like on a facetime call like i'm like (laughs) on the line i'm I'm gonna go address him like i know yeah that's the thing too it's like i feel like in ways in where other horror movies, the female character would kind of, like, not react correctly. Other than the, the moment we were talking about before with the fasting. Like, she does, like, when she finds in the basement, it's really funny to me. Because, like, she is reacting, like, pretty, like, yeah. yeah. But you're just like, what What the fuck is this? What the fuck are you doing? Where I'm like, good, yes. She's not like, hey, what's going on? She's just immediately like, I need you to explain this to me or I'm fucking leaving. 
Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, it still needs to go that step further where you're like, girl, how much do you have to see? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm presuming you're probably also around, supposedly around 25 years old and your boyfriend got this sick ass fucking beautiful mansion that you're about to live in. Like, mm-hmm. it would be tempting. But at the same time, I'm like, there's only so much. Like, this, I'm sorry. There's no, there's no coming back from finding him in the basement with the, the wet robes. Like, yeah, at I an mean- altar. <laughs> She, she like, she does get adequately angry, but she also gives in very quickly. And then obviously like the, the sex scene where like he's fucking chanting over her is like her breaking point, which I'm like, thank God, girl. Yeah. But I don't know if I were her, I feel like I would just be spending all of my free time like investigating and like snooping through that basement and trying to figure out what the fuck was going on because that's some crazy behavior. I mean, I am a nosy bitch too, and I like like to know things. I like to overanalyze every fucking thing that someone's mm-hmm. just like fucking texts me. But like, I yeah, I would not do it alone. I would have once again, I wouldn't even have you phone. I'd be like, you need to come here, or he's out and about doing what the fuck ever. And like, because if he comes back and he tries to kill me, bitch, I need a witness. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing I liked the most about the movie. Um, was the costume design. And I don't know if you picked Mm. up on any of it, but I think that his like weird robe in the basement was really like (laughs) a fit. And I also, I think it's just like, I just think all of the the costumes across the board were like very interesting because you had a lot of like medieval kind of wardrobes with like the, the two dwarves that came who were dressed as like knights. And then you have obviously like all of the ritual outfits and like the, the white robes. But then on the flip side of that, like all of Marshka Hargitay's outfits, I was like, I would wear that. That's so fucking cute. And there was a yeah. dress and like a necklace that Rebecca wore when she was like all like, you know, in the trance at the dinner. Mm-hmm. It was getting very like Beetlejuice when they're like sitting at the dinner table. Yeah, And she looked fucking amazing and i was like honestly the costumes in this i'm here for i do not care for the green eye effect that they did we oh my god thank god you brought it up because i almost i how the fuck i was gonna forget um the green eye effect is batshit to me because (laughs) i didn't one i didn't know they were gonna bring it back i thought it was like for that opening bit and to me i was like this this doesn't look like contacts me this looks like post they did it in post But then they not only do they do there, they bring it back for a lot for Jonathan using it. Um, but what's crazy to me is okay, they did it in post, so it's not like oh, you had a contact in and it got wonky. One eye every fucking time, <laughs> mind you. It also like looks slightly different every time. Like the pupils are like different uh, and uh, different cuts. One eye is always like weirdly like stuck to the side or like mm-hmm. stuck looking up, where I'm just like. And it happens every time to the point where I'm like, is it intentional? And if it is, like, what is the reason? Because once again, if you had, if you're doing this in post, it, once it, it's not like somebody, oh, we, that's how it was the day of shooting. We didn't realize it. And like, that's how it looks now. It's like, you can make it look any way you want. It looks like the fucking Goosebumps dog. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, that's all I could think of with those green yeah. eyes. Um, which I wish it was a contact lens because I would love to get my hands on it and really live my Goosebumps dog fantasy. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, it's very pennywise in the way that like both eyes yeah. are looking in completely different directions. I I do think that the glow is post because it kind of like goes beyond the eyes, like a little it like kind of like yeah. 
hovers around the eyes as well, like a glow. But I don't know. I think that it's very possible that they had him put in like white contacts or something so that they could like then project the image on it because it definitely does seem like when a contact kind of like goes kind of like the wrong way in your eye and then it's like your pupil is like at the top of your eye for some reason. Um, But again, going back to what we were saying, girl, your boyfriend has glowing green eyes. Clock I it. know. What are you doing? He's so weird. No, I hated that. So well, silly. speaking of the glowing green eyes, pretty much the sunglasses. Oh, the fight. The fight. Oh, the, the oh, the fight. Well, just the fight sequence at the end. How he defeats him is. I feel like there's a lot of like Harry Potter shit in here because like <laughs> the symbol looks like the Deathly Hallows that he draws. Mm-hmm. It's a triangle with a circle and then like a little nipple in the middle. But then like when. The way that Jack Nance's character defeats Malcolm is that he literally just, like, grabs his shoulders and they kind of just, like, bear hug and then, like, shoot lasers from their glowing eyes at each other until they disappear. And it's very Voldemort and Harry Potter and that, like, in the Deathly Hallows. Um, Oh, yeah, with, like, the scream of their wands. Yeah. Yes, yes. So silly. Um, No, I was going to talk about um, the thing we already brought up, the the dinner table with the sunglasses, pre-knowing into the 3D stuff, because I was thinking about it because you were also talking about not only the costuming, but eyes and all brings together, because like those sunglasses, it's like they were all wearing bizarre sunglasses. Specifically, I wanted to point out Dick's sunglasses, which Mm -hmm. are these big white ones, and they had like something on the side where I was like, they look electronic. Why would they be electronic? And it's not to the end of the scene where they like get a close-up on them, and it has like windshield wipers like going on the glasses. But the thing that killed me about that scene, when I made note, I was like, okay, you're wearing sunglasses inside, which like what a fucking douche ass move but i guess if they're like we're at a sunglasses party i don't know what's going on um <laughs> and obviously obviously when you're inside or like somewhere you don't need to wear sunglasses and you wear them it obviously like makes things seem dark but i was like mm-hmm. what is the fucking tint on those glasses because while jonathan is standing at the table and speaking and like before they've all had their you know drank the flavorade uh, or whatever mm-hmm. they they're fine and all these ghoulies start coming out of like the meat on the table. Oh, yeah. And then there is a shot of John, like a wide shot where you can see it. Cause you're like, are they like hiding, like precariously, like coming out of the meat at an angle? And because they do these kind of like, there's one where he's eating like a cherry tomato. He's oh taking, my God. I love he's it. He's taking forever to eat a cherry it. tomato. I'm <laughs> um, just gnawing it. Uh, and I was like, happy for him. But they <laughs> cut back and everybody is fine. And the ghoulies are just like dead center, like, in broad like i would say daylight broad table light um sitting there in the middle of the table and they're like talking to each other across the table nobody is saying shit about the coolies and i was like how fucking dark is the tint on the glasses like i'm so confused unless it goes back to like i don't know some magic thing that when jonathan conjured them and he was like and from this Mm -hmm. point forward i'll be the only one that can see you i don't know if that was like him being like that's an order don't make yourself seen or if that was like some glamoring shit Mm -hmm. where like they could be right in front of you and you won't see them because you're not Jonathan. I don't know. It just made me laugh. I was like, God damn. Like, your eyes are protected from the UV, bitch, because, like, they can't see these ghoulies sitting right in front of them. Yeah, when the green ghoulie popped out of the humongous bowl of, like, soup, mm. that was everything. I – that was my favorite part of the whole movie, which is the way that he was greased up with that fucking chowder. I loved it. I thought he looked adorable. Ugh. I also loved a lot of the sunglasses. I think it's really funny to think that Dick was sitting at the table with like his sunglasses like plugged into an outlet on the wall. Yeah, um, literally. That's so funny. And then 
um, I don't remember the character's name. It might be Mike. It might be the other of the two stoner characters. But there's one of the two characters who always is wearing these like tiny, tiny little like glasses, very um, Butterball and Hellraiser. Yes. Um, And he is wearing a different set of sunglasses at the dinner table. And then once dinner's over, he takes them off and he has his tiny little sunglasses on still. And I really liked that. I love Mike. And I will say, because you brought up Dick, obviously Dick sunglasses. There's also a Dick moment that I, I loved, which was mm-hmm. near the end after they all get killed. And it's when, like, their bodies are then, like, yes. I think, like, and, like, so they're all, like, lying. And then it's, like, um, what the fuck is his goddamn name? Malcolm is, like, summoning them. Like, come mm-hmm. to me, my servants, or whatever. So they're just, like, get to the basement. And one, you would think maybe, like, the little ghoulies would go and, like, carry them. No. They're, like, there's, they're, like bo- dead bodies are being summoned. And they ha- the actors had to clearly, like, do this. Like, being, like, like, being convulsed. And on his back, like, limp, like, Dick does this kind of, like, dead worm move. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like inching his body, and I was like thoroughly impressed. I was just like, that looks great, honestly. Like, I love that. I a thousand percent agree because I think because at that point, all of the friends have been killed in one yes. way or another, and yeah, Malcolm needs all of their their physical bodies to be at like present for the the ritual, and so he's like summoning all the dead bodies, and like Dick goes first, so you get to like start off with like, oh, because there's like one move where he's on his stomach and like he moves like with his shoulder and he like yeah. lifts like the one shoulder and like it like is the way that he like worms across the floor and it's very impressive. And then literally every other actor just like is like, there's one girl who like peeks up from under the bed. Like she's still alive, but she has like her like jaw hanging off and she's just like, come on. And just like starts yeah. going. And I'm like, Wait wow. for me. Nobody has physical comedy abilities like Dick because that was really No, it good. was it was genuinely impressive. I was like, it was. okay. Yeah, you have to have like, good control over all your muscles to be able to do that shit. Um, I also love that we and I don't, I don't know there's much to say, but like I just like I need to put it into the universe that we at least t- mentioned it was the Toad Boy shit. Oh, we're going to talk about Toad Boy. Don't worry about. It. We're going to talk about great. Toad Boy. Great, 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 great. I feel like it's a great segue for the Q and Slay to talk about Toad Boy. <laughs> The girls who cried be horror. I think we should start off with some favorite lines because I have a few. And uh, if you don't bring up Toad Boy, I certainly will. So, okay. Let's jump um, in there. I, I, I had two, but I'll just say one for now, which okay. was um, an interaction between two of my favorite characters, Mike and Eddie, who were absolutely gay as fuck for each other. And I loved <laughs> that. Um, but it is after um, Mike does this like break dancing at the oh, party. Yes. He's like break dance. And he like gets into the circle <laughs> and like the break dancing kind of just consists of like him like on his back slash butt like kicking his feet and like kind of just like squirming on the floor. Which I was like, yeah, Mike. Fuck That's it how up. I would do it. Yeah, <laughs> literally, he did better than I could do. Um, but at one point, he while he's doing this, he, like, knocks, like, bonks his head on the floor. Because the whole time, like, um, fucking uh, Eddie is, like, watching him, like, like a concerned, like, <laughs> lover. And then when he does this, he, like, runs over to him. Like, oh, my God. And Mike, like, kind of sits up and he's like, I think I busted my head. And then Eddie's like, oh, thank God. I thought you really – I thought that you really hurt yourself. Which is like a yeah. stupid like throwaway line of like you're we're dumb like your head doesn't matter um right. but I love yeah, that scene. every every moment with them I was just like 
I love these two. Well, because he's like, he's breakdancing and like a comical amount of like joints are like flying out of every pocket he has and like pills everywhere. And I'm like, this guy came fucking prepared for the party. To party, yeah. Um, I will say another Mike and Eddie line as well that I had written down. Um, It is after Mike has been killed and Eddie is going over to talk to him and he sees him from like the back and he's like looking out the window and in reality it's um i believe it's one of the knights and then like a ghoulie like in his outfits like it's the two knights standing on top of each other's shoulders and then he's holding a ghoulie okay Um, but eddie looks in and he goes hey dude don't bogart that joint and i just thought it was so funny i thought it was such a good line um but obviously we have to talk about toad boy um, yeah, because there's really no context given for Toad Boy. Um, for some reason that you know infuriates me, Donna Mershka Hargitay's character likes Toad Boy and is like in somewhat of a romantic relationship with Toad Boy, or at least mm. like he's trying to woo her. She is considering it. Yeah, yeah, she's thinking about it, and I'm like, girl, run so far away. But mm. the first scene we see him in, he's. At, at the party before they go down and do the ritual and he's talking to dick and he's kind of just like has his head pressed up against something like he's in like a mood and out of truly nowhere he looks <laughs> up and in the most terrifying voice says toad boy needs some sweet meats for his tum yeah and i was like what and I then know. later in the film, he's sitting at this like little pond or something with Donna. And mm-hmm. again, out of nowhere, he looks at her and goes, Is that the little girl's tum? And then starts tickling her like crazy. And I was like, Oh my God, girl, kill him. No. And that's the thing. I'm just like, as somebody who loves to be silly goofy, as somebody that loves to do a silly little voice mm-hmm. or like do a silly little bit or the silly little character, I'm saying this. <laughs> like, no. First of all, it's because it's coming from a man. I'm a beautiful, sexy, hot, cute woman. So every time I do it, it is just like, oh my God, you're so funny. Or like, you're so cute. A man doing it inherently is like, ew. Well, your name's also that? not Toad Boy. Yeah. Well, and also, I think it's specific. I mean, in general, even if he was just like doing it, like to always be like, I'm doing a silly bit, like, I'm the Toad Boy, I'd still be like, <laughs> put him down. Um, Where like, it's specifically that first time he pulls out to a boy and yeah it truly is just just like what the fuck is that he is talking about essentially like getting ass like fucking a woman he's like sweet me like he's talking about like a woman where you're like not you like expressing like i'm so horny through like your toad boy like Mm -hmm. fucking like it's giving like He's, I don't know, like, he's Penguin from Batman Returns with, like, the black sludge <laughs> coming from out Batman of his Returns. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's cute when you do it. It's Thank not you. cute when he does it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't fuck with the Toad Boy shit. It's just, it comes out of, like, left field. And I. It really is so random. There's no explanation. You said you had um, another line. What was your other one? The other line was also a stupid line, um, which was Dick, which was just in the kitchen when we meet Mershka Hargitay the Mm -hmm. first time. 
And they're talking about like, oh, do we think Toad Boy's like a virgin or whatever? And then he walks in and like, well, I'll tell you who isn't a virgin, blah, 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 blah. Which he, his character reminded me of like the bit in fucking Wet Hot American Summer when I can't think of the actor's name, but what essentially like the one guy in Wet Hot American Summer is like how he like always fucks or whatever. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's always fucking people. And then you find out that it's like he actually has never fucked anybody. He's like a loser. Um, which when I see a character like Dick, I'm like, that's that's it like he's actually never fucked anybody but he's trying so hard um but he comes in and like she's like introducing herself or whatever and she he's like yeah like they call me dick but you can call me dick (laughs) and it's just so dumb that i was like you know you're always gonna get me with the dumb line i'm like okay whatever whatever idiots i knew you were gonna pick that line i knew it um another one of my favorite lines um it's just because it's partially because it's donna but it's partially because she says it multiple times the first time that they go into the basement for the ritual she looks around and she goes hey guys it's kind of spooky in here (laughs) and i was like not you using the word spooky and then the second time they do something in the house again she says it's kind of spooky in here and i was like the double line read and then when she's at the water with toad boy he says something to her and she just goes spooky and i was like oh God, I love it. I love it so much. Alex fucking ascended hearing her mother say the word spooky. (laughs) Three fucking times. I was blessed, honestly. I'm so happy for you that you have this. Thank you so much. All right. Well, moving on from the lines, um, what's your favorite kill or practical effect in Ghoulies? Well, for a good chunk of the runtime, I was like, oh, fuck. What are we going to talk about in this section? (laughs) Because it it takes a while for them to really get there. But in the end, I I jotted down a lot of different things that we could talk about. Um, I would say that it's very small, but my favorite moment is during the big ritual when Malcolm gets resurrected, where he is doing his big chant. And it's kind of like cutting between a few things. And there's this gravestone in the backyard that they like go to earlier in the film. They like talk about the gravestone, but like it's so deep into the ground that you can't see the name on it. You can just see like the pentagram at the top. And so he's doing all of his chanting and it cuts back and it starts to show that the, the tombstone is like slowly creeping up out of the dirt as if it's being pushed. And then a practical like skeleton, like shoots up and it has this like really long jaw with like its mouth wide open in like this cool scream and I really loved that but then the next time they cut back it's just the actor in like yeah makeup and honestly he was kind of serving Trinity the tuck in his face a little bit no yes really I was like okay Trinity what are we doing here but before that I was like that skeleton is really good and I would like to have him in my home for Halloween no, that really got me because, yeah, I love the, like, there's, like, fog, I feel like, coming out mm. with it or some shit. And it's, like, yeah, yeah. Like, moving upward. And then, yeah, when he comes up, it's, like, a rotting corpse puppet with, like, an extended – Yeah, it, it was it's it was cool. really good. When I saw that, I was, like, I want to steal that effect for something. Like, the the gravestone, mm-hmm. like, kind of rocking up. And, like, because, because it's the reveal of, like, you kind of can predict the whole time. Because they see the gravestone the whole time, but it's, like, unmarked. It just has, like, kind mm-hmm. of, like, the pentagram on it. And when it rises up, it's like Malcolm Graves. And you're, I guess you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, it's Malcolm. Even though, like, we all fucking know what it was. Um, but, no, I love that effect. That was great. Um, I also had a few things down, one of which we already talked about, which was the Goosebumps dog eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, those were great. Um, but the one I will say is my favorite is there is a – it's, like, literally two seconds. It's after he summoned the ghoulies. I can't remember exactly what's going on, but he's, like – 
in a reading room or in a library and he's sitting in this like big red chair reading a book and on the chair next like on the armrest is like the rat faced ghoulie and mm-hmm. i don't know he's not like reading aloud to it but it just looks like he's like sitting for story time to like read to the ghoulie and it's so it like elicited such joy in me and then like i think someone knocks on the door and then the ghoulie like uh, like kind of like crawls on down <laughs> and i was like yeah that's always gonna scratch that itch in my brain of like he's reading to the baby what does the baby <laughs> want to read um so that was my favorite practical i guess puppet moment was him getting a little story time in amazing there's um there's also another good moment where um dick after having sex with one of the women in the film goes downstairs to find this like random beautiful woman down there and he's like okay get some time for round two and starts like kissing her and then her tongue shoots out Mm -hmm. in like a very freddy krueger kind of way and it like wraps around his neck and then starts like squeezing and like his neck starts to like bleed profusely it was very cool i liked that and then of course she she transforms into the fucking trinity the tuck malcolm graves uh version of who it actually is I'd also like to make mention of the weird, like, kind of, like, child size like, dummy puppet. Yes, the, like, jester that, like, clown. Very poltergeist. Yeah. Because, like, the two big moments with that that are great is the original time you see it where it's like, why is this even in the house? Which is the thing that made me go, like, sort of the worst ritual, the first time you tried to do it at the party, like, work a little bit because mm. Eddie and Mike find it. And, of course, they're, like, fooling around. And they open the closet door and it falls out at him and for a half second you're like oh there's multiple of these weird dummies in the house and like because they're all laughing about it and then i i think it's fun because then like while they're holding him, being like oh i got so scared like oh this fucking guy behind them you see the rocking chair it was sitting in like very poltergeist clown-esque like rocking back and forth and the dummy's mm-hmm. not in it and it isn't until like eddie turns because like mike's swing dummy and he's like uh wasn't he sitting over there before? And then they're like, uh, yeah, I don't think we need anything in this room anymore. And they like run out. Which <laughs> yes. at the time of the movie, I was like, I love this because I'm like, what the fuck does it have to do with anything? It felt yeah. so, Loki, it still feels random, but like, I, it felt so random at the beginning. They do bring it back at the end for another great practical moment where like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like, he was in there the whole time, but like, I think one so. of the, one of the girls is getting chased. I think the girl that slept with Dick by yes. this, like, dummy thing and then like corners her and then it like stops in front of her and then like starts bleeding green ooze from like the slits where its eyes should be and its head expands Mm -hmm. and then through the head like a green claw comes out it rips it apart and then it's like kind of like a mini swamp thing in there which of course she just like screams and we presume like it obviously like kills her or whatever but like it's just like a great like silly gross like what the fuck's going on Mm -hmm. moment um i thought that was great too yeah, another iteration of the ghoulie, this, like, big, gooey, slimy guy. I liked him. Yeah. I made note of him. I'm glad you brought him up, yeah. All right. Well, you have a big cast of people and ghoulies in this film. So who is your partner in crime? Hard to choose. So hard to choose. I Not mean, for me. If I, if I were to pick a ghoulie, I'm going rat mm-hmm. ghoulie. Because um, okay. I would love to have him sit and read a book with me. Um, but if I'm going human being, Mike. I love Mike. I love his energy. I feel mm-hmm. like the kind of friendship slash maybe romantic interest that him and Eddie have in each other. Um, he's ultimately what I'm always looking for in a friendship. <laughs> like, I want people to see us and wonder if we're just best friends or if we're fucking. Like, yeah. 
And you know what? It's always going to be my secret. No one's ever going to know. Um, but yeah, he's just like a fun time. Like the second he like came to the party and was like kind of already on one and then was like break dancing. I was like, this guy gets it. This guy gets the kind of energy we needed yeah. in this movie. And to be fair, like pairing yourself with anybody in this movie, you might die temporarily, but everybody lives in the end. That's true. So, um, except for Malcolm, except for Malcolm, but I'm not and maybe Wolfgang. I don't know if he also died in that. He died a laser hero. fight. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Mike for sure. That's a great choice. I like Mike a lot. Um, it's no shock to anybody that I'm going to go with Donna, um, because Mariska Hargitay's mother, um, she's fun. She's beautiful. She wants to play Trivial Pursuit at the party, which, you know, yeah. I was like, yes, bitch, I'm in, set it up. She can't stop calling things spooky, which is my energy. She just like, her character, aside from the fact that she's played by Mariska, is that, you know, she's just kind of like a fun, beautiful, go with the flow kind of girl. And I think that my relationship with her in this situation would be romantic um, because I would want to date her and that way I would be able to get her the fuck away from toad boy. And I promise I would never tickle you because I'm not a child. So we can have a, a beautiful life together playing trivial pursuit and watching spooky things. Oh my God. I would love to come over for your dinner parties. Oh my God. We would have the best dinner parties. Wow. What a dream. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten the big ones out of the way, it's time to get to the OGs. Which I guess right. I will start with OG um, yeah. since I asked – no. No, since you yeah. asked last question. So my OG is stupid as fuck. What's mine? <laughs> um, um, what book would you read to a ghoulie? Oh, my God. <gasps> what book would I read to it? <sighs> That's so tough. Hmm. You got to consider its interests. You got to consider its reading level. God damn. Um – I'm trying to think of a movie that has like little creatures or not a movie, a book that has little creatures in it that like mm. he could relate to, but that's not really, you know, something I read. Honestly, I would probably read it like a Stephen King book. Mm. I would probably go with like, see, I don't want to do anything like it because I'm not trying to like read something for like a thousand pages out loud. Um, yeah. But I would want it to be something spooky. You could read it like a Stephen King like novella. Maybe I'll read it Misery, and then I'll break its little legs and make it listen to Jesus, me. Alice. <laughs> no, but uh, maybe Misery. Misery is a great book, and I feel like yes. it has, like, a cool atmosphere, and we could just, like, get into, like – we can get into bed together and just, like, curl up with the blanket, and I could, like, read Misery to him. I feel like Misery is a good – I mean, not to say this is about all Stephen King books, but I feel like because it's such, like, suspense in it, like, it'd be a good mm. way to be, like, we'll read a chapter tonight, and then it's like, oh, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow night to find out what happens next. Yeah, and it's not very long. And then we could watch the movie. Oh, my God. You're always thinking ahead. Um, for some reason, the only, not the only thing, but the big thing that came to my mind because I was like, well, my head, these ghoulies are dumb little idiot babies. So, like, low reading level. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, what are books that I read growing up? And, like, what do I think would, like, speak to them? And I think I would read my little rat-faced ghoulie, um, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Ooh. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, I am. Just one, because I would love to revisit it. Haven't haven't read Chicka Chicka Boom Boom in years, girl. It's been too long. Um, but I feel like there's like a rhythmic nature to it that might, you know, remind right. you of like, you know, the spell casting and like it's not it's not hard to follow. Um, 
you know, I, he could, it, it, I feel like it's a good way to also like maybe teach him how to read. I feel like that's a good mm-hmm. book to teach kids how to read perhaps because it's a lot of, it's a lot of repetition, not a whole lot of new words. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he'll ever use chicka chicka boom boom in any, you know, real life circumstances, but you never know. I would love all he could say was chicka chicka boom boom after I read him that book. That's the only words he knows <gasps> how to say. That'd be so um, cute. That's absolutely my select for my ghoulie. Maybe, maybe to like lead up to misery, I would start with like the scary stories to tell in the dark books and then just do like one little scary short story at a time until like he's brave enough to do a full novel. Yes. I don't know why I say he, it could be, it could be female. It could be non-binary. Yeah, I was say it could be a non-binary bully for all we know. They, yeah, I love them all. Um, great. Weird question. Um, Hmm. mine is also weird um so as we discussed earlier there's a lot of different kinds of iterations of little creature guys throughout film um if you could summon a creature to have as your like minion what would they look like i would love to know like their size their shape any fun features they might have jesus what would they look like um they resemble a specific kind of animal would they be horrifying would they be cute um, they would be tiny, not like tiny, like, like miniature, but like, like very small, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller and, than a mm, Maybe around ghoulie size, I would say, maybe a tiny bit smaller. Um, I love a big eye. I love a big eye, but I love a big like black shark kind of eye, like a doll's Ooh. eye. Um, okay. so like, kind of like, want like black eyes um a teensy tiny little mouth mm-hmm. or tiny little kisses um has to be chubby has to be chubby right um i'd like it if they like maybe had like little overalls little sweater i also or was thinking of like the outfits yes yeah <laughs> most importantly <laughs> what outfits can i put them in um i feel like i'd like them to be a little maybe a little furry a little soft um, nothing crazy, no overgrown hair. Um, but like soft for when we have when we have our cuddling time. Um little teeth. What would you what would you name the the main one? The main one. Damn, what would I name him? Um Sweetums. After Ugh. the after the big monster in the Muppets. It reminds me of sweet meats. <laughs> He needs some no. sweets. This is my friend Sweetums. Oh, he's just a big shark-eyed idiot in overalls. No, literally, bitch. And <laughs> things like I would love him more than anybody. Love things I would do for his <laughs> happiness. Obscene. I know you would. That's beautiful. I hope that one day you can find him. I think I would, I would I hope be one similar. Day he <laughs> Mine would be similar. I feel like it would be um, like gremlin size enough that like I could hug them and hold them, but like not so okay. Big so a that, little like, bigger than a, a ghoulie. I think I would go a little bit bigger than a ghoulie. Probably more gremlin size, um, but like not not too crazy big. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would definitely want them to be like furry. Um, I would want big fucking dumb eyes like nothing is going on behind the scenes and they're also kind of wonky like one's always kind of looking the wrong way yeah i would want like googly ass fucking eyes it would be (laughs) imperative that their teeth are so teeny tiny that you can barely see them just like teeniest little teeth like whenever i see puss in boots teeth in any of the shrek movies or the puss in boots movies i like feel my heart skip 
because they're so tiny and adorable. Um, I would also love it if they could like speak to me telekinetically. I think that would be really cool. Um, And I think I would, I would name him Gunter. Um, Gunter? Yeah. And I would call him like my little bubby. They'd probably be my bubbies. Oh, I love Gunter. Every time I hear Gunter, I think of uh, Gunter from Adventure Time, the evil oh, little yeah. penguin. But like, mm-hmm. and there's so many of them. They all have like different versions, like Gunter, Gunter, Gunther. Yeah, um, years and years and years ago, when we're, I was at the theater, like right when I started, me and this guy that worked there came up with this idea that like on Christmas, everyone should change their name tags to be a different version of Gunther, and it would be like really funny. <laughs> so I've always loved Gunter because I was going to be Gunter. Um, so, wow. Love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that concludes the um, Ghoulies discussion. But before we leave, we obviously have to give our rating as per mm-hmm. usual. So, Alex, it was your select. What do you rate it was. Ghoulies on I, I think that it is not as good as Critters. It is obviously not as good as Gremlins. Can't say comparatively to Munchies. Um but, you know, I think that the series as a whole has a lot of promise. And so, therefore, I think it is worth watching the first film, obviously, to get into it. Um, but I do think that it does a little bit of a disservice to not focus more heavily on the ghoulies themselves. And while there are some fun side characters, I'm not a huge fan of the overall plot with Jonathan and Malcolm and Rebecca. So I give it a two-star um, sorry, my brain just broke. What is our two star? Stoner bro, dumb stoner bro. Stoner Thank bro. you. I give it a mic. I give it a, a stoner bro. Two nice. stars. I know I try to avoid doing this a lot, but I am going to give it a, a 0.5, a half in between rating because yeah. I agree with everything you're saying, everything I already said. But like, I do. The ghoulies are so fun. Like when we actually get them. Mm-hmm. And, like, the end is kind of, like, packed with a, a bunch of, like, really fun, like, practical things that I really enjoy. Um, not quite enough to make it soar all the way to a solid rating. But, like, I'm going to go um, mm-hmm. Stoner Bro, in between Stoner Bro and Dumb Jock. Uh, so 2.5. Okay. Um, yeah, it just feels like there, absolutely, as you said, there's absolutely potential there. And I'm really excited to see what 2 does. I feel like that's maybe a favorite and also three with maybe a 10 second Matthew Willard cameo. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be excited to watch more puppets. Even if I don't even like the movie they're in, if I get to see a puppet for a minute or so, like it was worth it to see it at least once for me. So yeah, I think not our highest rated movie at all, but like definitely worth at least one watch. I would say. I think better than puppet master. I agree. I would watch this again. Oh, I don't remember what I rated Puppet Master, so I hope I didn't rate it higher. No, I probably rated it the same, if not lower. If if you're going to go Charles Band, I would say Ghoulies over Puppet Master, simply because the Ghoulies are better than the Puppet And Dolls above all of them. Oh, absolutely. Go Dolls all day long, baby. Love Dolls. Um, Okay, well, um, one last thing. Before we go, which is a funny little random silly thing, um, is that on a whim, because I saw it advertised to me and I didn't know what it was, and now I'm 
I'm entered in it and I'm like, okay, great. Is there is a competition called the face of horror. Um, and if you're asking yourself, what is the face of horror? Um, they're quote searching for the next face of horror and one horror enthusiast will win $13,000 and hit the hills of Hollywood to go head to head in a photo shoot with Kane Hodder to be featured in Rue Morgue magazine. For those of you who need it explained to you, Kane Hodder, huge horror icon, mainly known for playing Jason in several of the Friday the 13th movies, Rue Morgue magazine, huge horror magazine, um, think Fangoria, shit like that. Um, but it would appear that it is a public vote. Um, and it will be going live on um, September 5th, which is the day after this episode releases. So I will include the link to my profile if you're feeling generous and loving and giving and you want to vote for me because not only would I just love to win something, I love to win. I would love to meet Kane Hodder. And you'd actually be helping me um, fund the feature film horror comedy slasher um, that Roberto, who has been a guest of the pod and I wrote and are trying to make, we made a short film that'll be coming out also in October, hopefully. Anyways, all this to say, vote for me in the face of horror contest. I'll post about it on our Instagram as well on all our socials, but I also include the link in the description of this episode for easy access and send it to your friends and anybody, you know, the more votes, the better. Yeah, so help yeah. a bitch out. Vote for Anya, please. No, literally. Um, and voting aside, thank you again for listening to another episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We cannot wait to be back so soon because next month is our <laughs> month, baby. It's Halloween. Yes. Critters comes back. We'll do a Critters extravaganza. Otherwise, stay tuned for whatever special uh, episode we try to do for, you know, the best month of the year and any other things we, we throw out there as special treats. Um. And as always, keep it creepy. And vote for Anya. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Hi, creeps. And thanks for listening to another episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We'd like to take a minute to give thanks to Rachel Baldwin, who is the mastermind behind our incredible new intro music. You can follow her on Instagram at Rachel K. Baldwin. And all of her other music is available to stream on all major streaming platforms. We'd also like to thank Raymond Lowell, who's the incredible artist behind our podcast, Artwork. You can follow him on Instagram at rblowell to see all his other incredible work. And then for your two lovely hosts, Alex can be found on Letterboxd at Alex Branley. And I, Anya, can be found on Letterboxd at agarity 15 as well as Twitter. And if you'd like to keep up to date on all things related to our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Follow us on Twitter at Girls Who Cried BH. And if you'd like to send us a message very personally, you can email us at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror at gmail.com. Until next time, creeps, keep it creepy.